MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and we, right now, is this true? Do I have this right? We are, we are almost five weeks into Russia's three-day conquest of Ukraine, and while Putin's monstrous war against the Ukrainian people continues to grind on, there have been some interesting developments in the peace talks taking place down in Istanbul. Here's one thing. To signal their willingness to compromise, the Russians have just announced that they will sharply reduce military activity near Kyiv, an area where, and I'm sure this is just a coincidence, they're getting their ass handed to them by the Ukrainians. <laughs> in, in a related story... <laughs> nothing to do with the... In, in a related story from March Madness, after losing to North Carolina, St. Peter's has announced they will sharply reduce basketball activity near the Final Four. <laughs> so... So, anyway, the, uh, the peace talks continue, and today we saw a few signs of progress, including Ukraine's proposal for a 15-year process of negotiations about the status of Crimea. Now, that's very clever. 15 years is a long time, and Putin's not a young man. In 15 years, he's gonna need one of those horses that goes upstairs. <laughs> okay? <laughs> they sell those... They advertise those on Fox. Now, even though there's marginal progress, the vibes at these meetings have been very uneasy. There were reports that talks kicked off with no handshake, and Ukraine warned its negotiators not to eat, drink, or even touch anything. So, basically, New York subway rules. (laughs) All of us who live in the city, when you come here, you know, you guys know, when you move here, they teach you the rhyme. If it's red, stand instead. If it's brown, stay downtown. (laughs) If it's waxy, take a taxi. (laughs) Ukraine has has good reason to be cautious because yesterday we found out that in earlier talks, Ukrainian peace negotiators showed signs of poisoning after meeting the Russians. Poisoning peace negotiators, of course, reminds me of the classic John Lennon song. All we are saying is give peace. One person, one person, still beautiful, still Still a beautiful message. One person, (laughs) Yoko, that last part was Yoko, I think. One person, I don't know why I'm laughing saying this sentence. One person who was poisoned was Roman uh, Abramovich, owner of the Chelsea Soccer Club. Okay. That's a little suspect. He may have been poisoned, but you know these soccer guys. Do you just brush past them and they do this? Ah! I'm poisoned! One of the the strangest details to emerge was that the victims consumed only chocolate and water in the hours before the symptoms appeared. That chocolate? Kill cat. (laughs) Marcinic bars and Cadbury my enemies. Yesterday, uh, President Biden held a press conference, and he was asked uh, a ridiculous question by a ridiculous man 
Fox News reporter and that one kid in high school who wears a suit to gym class, Peter Ducey. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, drop the deuce. When you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. Remember. Yes. Remember how on last night's show I said that slapping is never, ever the answer? <laughs> I'd like to file a one-time exemption on behalf of the President of the United States. And... No, no, it's wrong, Lewis. It's wrong. Ducey did not stop there. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. Mr. President, All right, I'm going to take two more questions. Uh, Peter De uh, Ducey, uh, Fox News, I've got, I've got two more questions. First, what are the exact locations of all of America's troops? And can you give me the nuclear launch codes? <laughs> Just tell me, is one of them a four? Can I... Can, can I buy a vowel, Mr. President? <laughs> I'd like to solve the puzzle. Uh, another, another feather in your map. Speaking of Fox News viewers, former President Koopa Loompa. <laughs> the January 6th committee is closing in on him. Yesterday, a federal judge ruled that the former president, more likely than not, committed a crime in trying to block the confirmation of Biden's win. Yeah, him criming seems like a fair bet pretty much any day. Matter of fact, here's a pie chart of all his potential activities. Crime. Crime. <laughs> crime. Crime. Golf. Burger. Steel burger at the golf course. Another. <laughs> Another good indicator that there's a crime is that there seems to be a poorly executed cover-up going on here. You see, the committee has the White House phone records from January 6th. And today we found out there's a gap in the former president's phone logs of seven hours and 37 minutes, including the period when the Capitol was being violently assaulted. Instead, for all of those hours, all the White House phone records just say, scam likely. <laughs> so, no calls all day long. If you think the investigators are worried, imagine how they feel at Wendy's. It's been seven hours and he hasn't called. The Baconators are piling up. Something's not right. Check the dumpster. Maybe he fell asleep in there again. <laughs> and... See, he's a raccoon. The president was a raccoon. Here's the thing. We know the former president spoke to people like Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan during those seven hours and 37 minutes which is why the House panel is now investigating whether he communicated that day through back channels, including using burner phones. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he already has a burner son. <laughs> Last night, the former president denied the whole thing, claiming, I have no idea what a burner phone is. To the best of my knowledge, I have never even heard the term. Well, just because you've never heard of something doesn't mean you didn't use it. Your Honor, I can't have stabbed that man. I've never even heard of a... Kniffy? <laughs> We've got... I wouldn't know. We've got an update on a story from yesterday about North Carolina congressman and photograph that came with the frame, Madison Cawthorn. 
Yesterday, yesterday, just yesterday, yesterday I told you about the interview Cawthorn recently gave where he made some wild claims about Republicans in Washington, D.C. I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, it, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes, you should come. And I'm like, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, wow, this is, this is wild. Yeah, this is wild. <laughs> in that he acts very innocent, yet clearly knows what a key bump of cocaine is. <laughs> now, no surprise, no surprise, his claims of cocaine-fueled, fiscally conservative flesh pits ruffled a few Republican feathers, which Cawthorn says they used to decorate their eyes wide shut masks. So, tickle play. It's all tickle play. <laughs> so ruffled were those feathers that earlier today, House Minority Leader and guy at the orgy cooling his wang in the spinach dip... <laughs> Kevin, Kevin... Kevin, you gotta cool it down every so often. It's like a drill bit. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy... Sorry, it was a shocking, Lewis. I'm so sorry. I know you're a nice person. I know you're a nice person. I apologize. <laughs> McCarthy felt it necessary to hold a meeting in which multiple Republicans in the room stood up to air their anger and frustration over Cawthorn portraying his own colleagues as bacchanalian and sexual deviants. Well, I can understand why they're upset. By not naming names, Cawthorn has implicated the entire GOP. I mean, the guy with the orgy and cocaine could be any Matt Gates. <laughs> We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, meanwhile. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Lewis. Hey. My friends. <laughs> Obviously, for those of you wondering, as we said last night, John is out in Los Angeles right now getting for, uh, ready for the Grammys. Grammyland. Nominated for 11 Grammys 11 this year. 11 Grammys. Takes a while to get all prepped for that. That boy been working. Yeah. Do we know, has he, has he won any yet? Has he won any of them yet? I think he's about two up and two up? Oh, really? No. No. Okay. <laughs> you lied to me, Lewis. I, you lied. Sorry. Lewis, I hold in my hand, uh, we got two fantastic guests tonight. Uh, Hannah Gadsby, fantastic yeah. stand-up comedian. Yeah. Of course, the author and former Nanette, Netflix Emmy Peabody winner, and uh, the wonderful, the talented Sandra Bullock will be on the show tonight Ooh. Ooh. to take the Colbert questionnaire. 
Brave woman. Now, folks, if you watch the show, you know I spent a lot of time right over there, patiently and astutely scrutinizing the boxwood and mahogany chess set of the day's biggest stories, developing the central headline pawns, deftly maneuvering an oh-so-topical knight to F6, feigning a classic Sicilian Nador variation on the news, all the while seeing eight moves deep and patiently marshalling the latest press releases into a fisher chosen Lipnitsky attack that culminates in the elegant, lethal, slow-played en passant checkmate that is my nightly monologue. But sometimes, sometimes, folks, I... Sometimes I startle awake upside down in the monkey bars of a condemned playground on a super fun site, get all hepped up on goofballs, rummage through a discarded tag bag of defective toys, yank out a fistful of disembodied doll limbs, toss them on a stained kid's placemat from a defunct Denny's, set up a table inside a rusty cargo container down by the wharf, and challenge toothless drifters to the godless bug house blitz of tournament that is my segment. <laughs> Meanwhile, meanwhile, it's it's opiate of the masses. Meanwhile, a foot tickling machine has revealed which parts of the feet make men and women giggle the most. Actual professionals built an actual foot tickling machine and named it Ticklefoot. Also, the name of the bootleg Chinese Tickle Me Elmo. So what did Ticklefoot discover? Turns out, for women, the most ticklish is by the center of the arch, and for men, it's slightly closer to the toes. That's great. Hey, scientists, while I have you, how's that cancer cure coming? <laughs> no, by all means, do not rush the whole foot-tickling thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Venice, the Splash Mountain of Italy, Tourists are being supplied with water pistols at some luxury hotels to ward off aggressive seagulls. It's got to be a weird check-in at one of those fancy hotels. Bienvenuti. Here are your room keys, your water pistols for the angry seagulls. Here are the machetes for the particularly large raccoons. Nature is trying to reclaim what is rightfully hers. Enjoy your stay. Here's what's going on. The city's bird population is getting so bold, they've started to swoop down to steal food out of unsuspecting visitors' hands as they dine on hotel terraces. Explains why Venetian restaurant menus now say, today's specials, whatever our seagull overlords deem unworthy of their ravenous beaks. But some are asking for more permanent solutions, like the president of the Venice Hoteliers Association, who argue that birds of prey could be the answer. Of course, that's how the formula always works. First, you get birds of prey to deal with the seagulls. Then, obviously, when the birds of prey get out of hand, you bring in the baboons. And when the baboons take over St. Mark's Square, just bring in the tigers. And from then on... It's Tiger Town. <laughs> Problema risorto. <laughs> Meanwhile, Canada has qualified for its first FIFA World Cup <laughs> in 36 years. They've done it. Canada, FIFA, soccer. They've scientifically engineered a headline impossible for me to care about. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scientists have found microplastics in people's blood for the first time. So note to self, when disposing of large amounts of blood, remember to separate it into the right bins. <laughs> Meanwhile, in tooth music news, a man protested his dentist with a guitar solo outside the dental office. Take a look.
very rock and roll. But not unprecedented. He'll never match the raw sexuality of when Led Zeppelin did this. Don't go to the supercuts on Franklin and Maine. They don't wash your hair first. Up next, Sandra Bullock takes the Colbert questionnaire. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. We're back here with the star of The Lost City, Sandra Bullock. Sandra, mm. Sandy, it's a, always a pleasure to talk to you. You know I'm a big fan, besides being one of your closest friends. And <laughs> the thing is, is that however much we might enjoy these interviews together, mm-hmm. um, it's very difficult to get to know a guest in just, say, 12 or 15 minutes, something okay. like that. So um, I really want to plumb the depths of who the real... Sandra Bullock is. And so what we have done here at The Late Show, up in Late Show Labs, they've come up with 15 questions that have been uh, cryogenically suspended and then unthawed only in the need to actually discover the truth about a guest. Are you willing to face these calibrated questions that will plumb your soul? I, I, I think I am, yes. First question. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, what is the best sandwich? Oh. Yeah. Those aren't easy questions. What is the best sandwich? For just in general, like for me, what would I order? To you, what is the best sandwich? BLT. The American classic. American classic. Let me ask you, what's your ratio? How much tea do you put to your B? You know, I like just one layer. I don't like it stacked because it's a consistency thing. I'd mm-hmm. rather have more B and L than the, the... The T is just sort of like a, a... Just for the tang. That's what the T stands for. Tang. <laughs> What's the one thing that you own that you should really throw out? Oh, God, my pessimism. Wow. I like yeah. that answer. Yeah. What's the scariest animal? Spiders. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't like them. You know, the East Coast is going to be blanketed with these Joro spiders that are... Why? Why? Yeah. It's not on purpose. The spider's idea, not ours. (laughs) That there's going to be a big bloom of these Joro spiders that that parachute up the East Coast from the currents, and it's going to be covering everything. Why now? What? Because things aren't bad enough? We just don't need... Because the murder hordes didn't get us. Oh. (laughs) Apples or oranges? Hmm. I cut a lot of oranges for the babies at home, so I'd say oranges. Okay. Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? Yes. Who? Daniel Radcliffe. You did? <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently? For you or for the kids? For my sister. My for sister, sister and for the kids. But I, it, was my, it was my sister's birthday, and she's a huge Harry Potter fan, so oh, I got an autograph. That's lovely. Um, what do you think happens when we die? Mm. <laughs> yeah, best sandwich? What happens Death. when we die? Death. It's all in here. Other than decomposition, Yo, well, I think... Well, I mean, that can be it, if that's all you've got. I think uh, our energy stays around the ones we love. I like that. I hope so. 
Favorite action movie? You know, I'm a huge fan, and I don't know if this falls in the action movie. Uh, the first Matrix. I. That's an action the first, movie. The, yeah. That's an action movie. Huge yeah. fan. Quality, quality. Amazing, yeah. Window or aisle? Window. Favorite smell? I love uh, the smell that happens right, it's like right before it rains or right as it rains, and it's that smell of the earth and all the plants giving off that this. Hot, this hot and you know day. what that's called? Petrichor. I learned that from Braddy P. Petrichor. Did he say, you know, that's, that smell right now, that's called Petrichor? Well, I say, we was about to storm, and I said, oh, I love that smell. And he goes, you know, that's called Petrichor. Because that's, that's how he speaks. <laughs> Least favorite smell? <laughs> uh, probably vomit. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> What's the most used app on your phone? Pandora. Cats or dogs? Dogs, because I'm allergic to cats. But recently, with the kids, I've watched so many cat, you know, YouTube clips mm -hmm. that I'm now seeing them in a different light. You only get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? Oh, my God. Anything by Prince. I mean, you can't. Okay. Little Red Corvette for the rest of your life. Probably not that one. You but said like, anything. You said I know, anything but like, by Prince. Just, it just, I, Prince was Cream? the soundtrack. Cream? Sure, get on top. Huh. Yep. Do you know the song, Cream? Uh, uh, aren't here, the lyrics on that zipper, baby. Tonight yeah. you're a star and I'm the Big Dipper. Bay, bay, yeah. Mm -hmm. You just said bay, bay. Well, that's the uh, Big Dipper, bay, bay, bay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the New Power Revolution. Always. What number am I thinking of? Seven. <laughs> Describe the rest of your life in five words. <laughs> uh, Describe the rest of my life in seven words. Five. Five. Oh, seven. <laughs> um, Can I squeeze two words into one? No, no. You can hyphenate it. We'll just, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let the audience judge. Just like it is now. Just, just like, like it is now. Oh, that, that's fine. Just like it yes. is now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Sandra Bullock. Coming up, Hannah Gadsby. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. award-winning comedian you know for her Netflix specials Nanette and Douglas. She has just written a memoir called Ten Steps to Nanette. Please welcome Hannah Gadsby, everybody. <laughs> Voila. Hannah, lovely, lovely to have you here. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you, Thank you for Pleasure. Me. Now, uh, we have not spoken since uh, 2000 and Meow Meow. I can't remember the last time you were here, <laughs> but it was before everything changed. Yeah, yeah. Last time you were here, there were no masks, there were no inoculations, there was no pandemic. How you, how you, how you been? I mean, fine. 
the world's ending. And I'm feeling fine. I believe that's a song, isn't it? I, yes. Um, you also did not have a broken leg. No, I didn't. That's new. That is. I broke my leg. And how did how did that come about? I I fell over. Uh, I was. <laughs> I'm full Don't of get facts. too technical, please. I'm full of facts. Don't get too technical. Let me elaborate. Mm. Um, I was in Iceland. Yeah. And I slipped on ice. <laughs> They were, what are the odds? They were not kidding. It was yes. on the label, and I just didn't read were it. You, what, were you, what were you doing? Like, were you ice skating, or were you just... Well, I was, briefly. No, I was just out for a stroll, uh, and I, it was on a, an island that you can walk to, which... What? I know, it's doing my head in. That's not an island. I know, but at low tide, you can walk there. Oh, okay. So I walked there low tide, fell, I broke my foot off, basically. Like, both... You did not break your foot off. I, well, not clean. Like, the bones weren't attached. So the, it was like so the Kevin bones, Bacon. So, oh. Separation of church and state. Just... Sure. Wow. And, uh, and I was just watching the tide rise. Were you by yourself? <laughs> no. Well, no. I had a friend who ran away, I think, to save herself. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and what You're I You're a total loss, then. Yeah, she just I, wrote you off. What I discovered there is I, I thought I could army crawl, in a, you know, and I thought, no, this is it. <laughs> the will to live is not strong in this one, is what <laughs> I discovered. I'm like, no, I'm... So how'd you get... Uh, who saved you? Um, a man in a truck came, and he made a splint out of a spirit level and ratchet A, a, a spirit level? You know those things carpenters use and they've got the... Oh, little... yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't straight at all. And uh, some ratchet uh, straps, you know, that... Yeah, yeah. And then he gave me a sleeve of pan Tylenol, you call it here. Yeah. And he said, take this. It will not help. <laughs> and he was right. Um, what, another thing that's happened since last time I saw you, and congratulations, is that you got married. Hey. Who is this lovely person? That, that is my uh, spouse lady. Uh, spouse lady, Jenny Schmash. Jenny? Yeah. Okay, Jenny, yeah. how is married life treating you? Is it, is Look, it significantly different than Well, I'm just really being with taking someone? the in sickness to extremes. Um, <laughs> But I think I like it. I don't know why you hid, us, hid it from us gays for so long. Um, no, because it was so great. Yes. But it was too valuable. Now we didn't want to, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I'm enjoying it very much. I can't speak for both of us. Uh, <laughs> but that's why I put a ring on it. Um, mm -hmm. The paperwork. Right. Hard to back out. Are you a different person married? Like, are you, because I think I'm a different person married. I kind of download some of my mental responsibilities to my wife and, and she to me. Has it changed how you behave in any way? Uh, the way I describe our marriage is like curling. The winter Olympic sport yeah. curling, yeah? Yeah, I'm like the giant puck. And we just rock? send me out at the beginning of the day. I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I, don't, I can't move on. This, this. And Jenny's just in front of me going, I'll fix it, I'll fix it, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. <laughs> Except when there's actual ice. Right. Then <laughs> she's of no use whatsoever. Nice. Is she the person on the hike who abandoned you? Mm, you no, know, she went to get the man with the truck, but I buried okay. the league. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you, the new book you have here, of course, everybody knows your uh, groundbreaking special, Nanette. The new book is called Ten Steps to Nanette. Um, I, <laughs> I've written a book. I've never written a memoir. What, what is it? 
what is what is different than like you do very personal stories about your own life in your stand-up? What is different between that and writing a memoir? Well, I want more details in that. You know, on stage you can get away yeah. with just a casual throwaway, you know, and then I then I did this thing, and then it comes back from the editor. But how? And how did you feel? What was your emotional landscape? I don't know. <laughs> what is an emotional landscape? <laughs> it's ice. Um, so it took me took me over ten years to write that. Originally, this was ten years. Yes, this but then was, that's not ten. I know years it was just. A few steps, it was called, and but um, <laughs> we, we didn't know where we were going. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, so originally, it was going to be a book about all my accidents that I've had, and I've had many. This is tip of the iceberg, which is triggering. Um, <laughs> and I started writing that book, and uh, as I got through it, I couldn't work myself out. Uh, you know, I'm like, I don't actually make any sense. And then I had these funny stories, and then these, and I interrogated my emotional landscape and thought, oh, that's not happiness. And uh, <laughs> so writing this was what ended up pushing me toward writing Nanette as a, as, as a show to just sort of like, okay. you know, hey, these are the stories behind the laughs. <laughs> and <laughs> ow. And so then uh, once I was uh, in Nanette, I was able to finish the book. So they, they had a symbiotic relationship. We have to take a quick break, oh. uh, but when we come back, I will ask Hannah how her parents feel about her talking about them in her stand-up. Stick around. <laughs> We're here with the author of 10 Steps to Nanette, Hannah Gadsby. You, you write... Not only in the book, but in in, in your stand-up material, you talk about your parents a lot. Yeah. Are they okay with that? <laughs> Some parents don't like it. I yeah. Know. Look, and fair enough. But um, you know, I've got the loud stick. But uh, <laughs> my dad's fine. He has no emotional landscape. Um, so whatever you want. Yeah, he's fine. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, hey, come on, hey, oh, hey, go on. Hey. Oh, what's your name again? So, and, uh, Did you say, what's your name again? <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, you know, it's yeah. like big How family. How many kids in your family? Uh, I'm the youngest of five. Oh, there you go, yeah. 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 Uh, At your age, like, the young one. Mum, mum's not always a fan. She's, uh, she's not shy about letting me know when she's not impressed. Uh, With the material? Yeah, sometimes while I'm on stage. Um, <laughs> in the audience, she's looking yeah, out she's, she's like, like, oh, mm. don't, no. Don't encourage her. She's a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> and then one time she said, I don't sound like that. And, of course, that's exactly what she sounds like. <laughs> and so I said, yes, you do. And she said, no, I don't. And that went on for a good five minutes. It was... it, did, has she ever, like, done any press? Has she ever, like, uh, been interviewed herself? Uh, I interviewed her once. It was awful. Um, <laughs> she does not open up. She's, very, she's, she's a dignified person. Uh -huh. I would give any money for you to interview her, though. She would eat you alive. She'd eat me alive? Oh, my gosh. She, she wouldn't. But, really? but she wouldn't... She, of course, wouldn't do it. Um, I'll, 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 can, why don't you be her and I'll ask you questions. <laughs> OK. All, All right. right. What was... What was... You got your name on your own mug. That's needy. Uh, uh, Mrs. Gadsby? Was it Mrs. Gadsby? Oh, okay. 
Because guess what was Hannah like as a child? Her again. Look, I'll tell you what I told her when she asked me that. None of your business. <laughs> What, what did you think the first time you saw her perform? Well, I thought she could, uh, you know, shut up a bit. Like, I, <laughs> she made fun of me, and I don't think that's fair. I made her clothes. She called that haberdashery abuse. <laughs> you have five children. Do you, do, you have, do, you have a, do you have a favorite child? Every day's a new day. You've got to keep them on their toes. Sure, 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 yes. sure, sure. You can't. But if you don't like a child, you tell them directly. <laughs> but if you do like a child, you tell one of the others and they'll trickle down. Thank you for joining us, Mrs. Gatsby. No, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. my pleasure. Could I have Hannah back? Sure. Can I have Hannah back? Yes, I can. Yes, I can do that. Wow. So oh, deeply in, so you. deeply in. Oh, Need to shake it off. Need oh. to shake it off. She's a, a lot funnier than I am. You you write about art a lot in in your work. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I understand that this particular piece uh, of art has has significant meaning to you. I'm just curious, what why? It's it's beautiful. What is this? It it. it... <laughs> It's a picture. It's a chapel, actually. That's the Scriveni Chapel by Giotto. He's okay. proto-Renaissance. So he's like, you know the, you know the the, the turtles, Michelangelo, Raphael. Yes, yes, Leonardo. Yep. Yeah, 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 exactly. The, the Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. So he's like their splinter. So he came before them, and he's like, mm, do it this way. And um, yeah, that's a dated reference, but you know. <laughs> Regret that? No, it's only a 600-year-old uh, reference, but go yeah. ahead. Yes. Yes, so what happened here? Oh, look, it, it's a... It, I studied art history and I was always just... I, it was an intellectual process for me and I sometimes stand in front of artworks and go, yeah, all right, fine. But I went in and I felt... I felt moved by that and it's it's just the quality of blue in there, the lapis lazuli. Yeah, And um, yeah. That was it? I would call that a cobalt. That's a lapis lazuli? Of course you would call it cobalt. Because that's wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm wrong. Am I wrong to call this cobalt? No, it's just close to your name. Um... <laughs> well, that's all we have time for. Oh. Uh, the book, 10 Steps to Nanette, is available today. It's Hannah Gadsby, everybody. This has been The Late Show Pacho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pacho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.